Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. Can you believe it? This is episode 50. We're recording yeah. this on <laughs> Thursday, April 27th. I'm meteorologist Jeff Orgeron, joined by Camilla Ortiz. Hey, Camilla. Hello, everybody. Katie Zuniga. Hey, Katie. What up? And also our chief meteorologist, <laughs> Mark Nelson. Hey, Mark. Jeff, I was thinking, hey, I was thinking that uh, I think we did our first podcast around 20... 12 or 2011 so it's been over 10 years just kind of stretched out a little bit and with new Remember, faces 50. or new voices yeah 50 um, yep that's true did it originally start with you and brian only yeah i think it was just me and brian and then we would have on guests yeah the different for, people over the years for newbies to the podcast or to the area brian is brian mcmillan he's a former meteorologist for our news station and he's up at fox 13 in seattle now so we're gonna we have we have some there's some talk that we're going to bring him back hopefully for a, a cameo and uh, maybe maybe uh, some other former where are uh, they now sort of yeah. segment like where are they now you know when you when you see the child stars like how do they turn out oh that'd be really fun yeah child star- except yeah a little different <laughs> except, <laughs> except for they hopefully children. they're not washed up yet <laughs> yeah that's what I was kind of implying they are not washed up hopefully so that's yeah. good so guys uh, the weather is finally cooperating. Um, you know, after yes. what was a really cool and wet April, um, the weather has turned around. We've warmed up. We've got a big ridge of high pressure expanding over the West Coast. Yesterday, Wednesday the 26th, was our first day in the 70s this year and since October 20th. And we ended up at 77 degrees. So it was a very warm day. Um, today, we're going to probably be getting close to 80 degrees. We were just kind of talking about that before we started the podcast. Um, has that 3 p.m. observation no, coming at PDX you know, yet? Not quite. Jeff, I keep, I keep hitting refresh. You guys oh. keep hitting refresh as well. <laughs> Just yeah. keep an eye on it, yet. Mark. Yeah, we yeah. we want to bring that breaking news to you on this podcast, <laughs> even though it will not be live for you. <laughs> Ten um, hours later. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, things are warming up today. By far, tomorrow is going to be the warmest day, Friday the 28th for reference. Um, we're going to have that offshore wind. We'll kind of dive into that in a second. But then we'll flip back to cool mode, kind of – more typical weather for spring, um, at least a wet pattern. Actually, you know what? It doesn't look that wet, but <laughs> we'll go really over doesn't. those. De- yeah, it, it, there's not much rain in the forecast right now, but that's okay. Oh, that's nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're also going to be kind of touching on some gardening in a little while, and uh, we want to hear about how the Boston Marathon went. Camilla's back from Woo-hoo. Boston this week, so that'll be fun to cover. Yeah. But, all right, um, I know, Mark, you've been – kind of looking at these models this afternoon as well as you other two katie and uh katie you're off today so you may yes. not have glanced at the updates but uh, you may have you're a weather nerd so yep. um and then and camilla is probably keeping an eye on the forecast too so let's let's get right into it um what's it looking like you know it's nice and camilla's looking at this as well right now but uh, yeah i went to the little recording studio but it's nice because everything is proceeding according to plan Yep. You know what I mean? Like five days ago, models said, okay, Friday's going to be the one day we go to offshore wind flow. And sure enough, here's a little bit of breaking news. Last hour, the Dow switched to gusty easterly, which tells you mm. we've already got a light easterly flow in the gorge. That has begun already. It's coming. Um, yeah, so it's coming. All our models say tomorrow we have a pretty solid easterly flow up to about 5,000 feet. And you're thinking, Mark, I had a producer, guys, I had a producer once that said, I don't care what direction the wind is going. <gasps> and I'm thinking, yeah, big fight. How? dare they um, yeah and so 
Um, I know I didn't make a big deal out of it, but I did say, well, because it influences things like this. When we, our air is coming off the 50 degree ocean, it stays cooler. When the wind switches, we can be as warm as any interior location. So uh, tomorrow it's gonna be a very warm, at the atmosphere peaks, the warm, peak warmth is uh, overhead tomorrow, I think around, am I correct, still around plus 17, plus 18, plus 19? At yeah. Bars mm. over Salem? Yep, mm. plus yeah. 17, plus 18, for sure. Yeah, and uh, that's uh, that's near the record. I mean, we've never been above plus 20 in the month of April, and when we had the 90 degrees on April 30th of 1998, it was under these conditions, easterly flow. We had, uh, I think we had some very thin high clouds, pretty much sunny. And I think the 850 millibar temp was 18. So I see like the Wharf GFS from the UW, it does really well. It goes for about 79 today and touches 90 tomorrow. And then we lose Ooh. the easterly flow. We don't have big onshore flow Saturday, but we lose the compressional heating of the air coming down off the Cascades on Saturday. And so we should be down about mm, somewhere between 8 and 12 degrees on Saturday, which would put us down somewhere plus or minus a few degrees from 80. We all agree on the basic facts, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wait, can we get into this? Because I actually, (laughs) it's really interesting because it's hard, right? When, when you have these changing conditions and there's a lot of factors at play here, but can we talk about why Saturday we were like, Ooh, is it going to be upper seventies? Is it going to be low eighties? I think it'd be fun to kind of dissect that a little bit. And you know, uh, Katie, you and I talked about this about two days ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, is there onshore flow? 850 comes down a little bit, but how much onshore flow? Like, the coastline is easy, right? Because yeah. as soon as that wind switches, it's like, bang, that that temperature drops. I see Newport, or I mean, Astoria should be in the mid-80s tomorrow with that east wind. Mm-hmm. But it'll be, I see our graph model has them at 57 on Saturday. So that's down 30 degrees. That's kind of an easy forecast. But for us, it's like, how much of that cool air seeps into the valley? That's always a tough call. So... I don't know, somewhere, um, like I said, would we agree it's going to be somewhere between 75 and 84? Mm-hmm. Okay, would we agree <laughs> that it's between 78 and 82? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay, would we agree that it's between 79 and 81? Oh, those are fighting words. You know, it's, it's a tough call. You know, I, I do feel like in previous heat waves that we've had, and this is not yeah. a heat wave, um, but, but in previous heat waves. Compared to normal, it is. Compared to normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Where temperatures just soar. Um, that that final day, I always feel it feel like it overachieves because that cool air, yeah, especially when it's be. seeping in from the south, it, it takes longest to get up to the metro area. Mm-hmm. Um, you might be so, right, Jeff. And it's real and, It's not a big push. I, I gotta say, we all, we always seem to when that easterly wind is blowing through the, the gorge and you know hitting PDX, it tends to keep those overnight temperatures a little bit elevated as well. So we tend to get a jump start on the warm up on that final day, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah. obviously each each um, heat wave, this is not a heat wave, but each uh, scenario plays out differently. Um, but yeah, it, it seems like it always ends up a degree or two above what we anticipate. That's my well, Opinion. And especially if we make it up to those upper 70s, low 80s tonight, if we keep all of that warmth, it just piles, right? So it gives us a better chance of getting into the warmer yeah, temperatures somewhat. on Saturday. Yeah, that could be. That, we start warmer, yeah. You're right, right on. Um, so then, and then it's rel- – actually, I have to say I have not looked beyond Sunday like 5 a.m. because I got busy doing recording something else here. And I was off yesterday dinking around doing I don't know what. But um, uh, I looked – it looks like Sunday's a still a huge cool down, but the question mm-hmm. also is on Sunday. I see the wharf puts us at 58. We've got low 60s. Camille and I, I think we're staying low 60s, right? Yeah, for now. Yeah, we'll see. 
<laughs> we'll see what the 18z graph looks like. Oh, wait, yeah. it's the new obs. Keep talking amongst yourselves. Oh, it's seven. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm reading the, uh, the five-minute observations. Those aren't legit. Okay. Oh, did the oh, uh, 253 not get... Re okay. Yeah. Well. <laughs> keep talking. Um, I'll, I'll break into it in a second here. Oh, here yeah, so... I'm sorry. Okay, don't talk. So, look. <laughs> wait, I've got it here. Um, 74 at 3 p.m., and at 3 p.m. yesterday, it was 74. Oh, okay, so we've kind of, oh, okay, well, Leveled we'll off see. A little. We, we may not hit 80, maybe 78 again. Or 70, you said 79 today, Jeff? Right. Yeah, I had 79 today, 88 for tomorrow, yeah. and then I Dang. bumped us back into the, I think I bumped us to 81 on Saturday. I so think I, we, I think we will get at least a degree warmer than yesterday because it's just, it's brighter out there. There's just not as many of those thin high clouds. Could good be. Point. Oh, that's actually a good point. So either way, we're going to be right on. Within three degrees, people can't even feel that. Like yeah. if we argue tomorrow about 87 to 90, it's going to feel all the same to people. People, True. Regular folks can't tell the difference. And when I say regular folks, I'm not being demeaning. I'm just saying it takes a meteorologist to say, oh, I think this is two or three degrees cooler. Regular people don't notice that difference. Only we do. I, I will say um, I was walking the dog yesterday, and um, I was I was in like as light Pepper. of clothes as possible. Yep. Pepper the weather dog. And, man, that 77 felt warm. Nice. Our bodies yeah. have not quite acclimated. That 88 tomorrow, if we're around that, which we will be. It's not uh, warm. That's going to be toasty. Yeah. Johnny has to run in a 5K tomorrow evening. They ended up pushing it back because I think it was supposed to start at 7. Uh, I think they pushed it back like an hour and a half. That's going to be well, a toasty one. Well, they have lights on the track. Oh, it's on a track. Yeah, track meet. Can't yeah, that's pretty where. warm. The Thorns have a match on Saturday. Oh, but sorry to cut you off. Go oh, ahead. no, that, was that at 7.30 p.m.? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? I, I think we're, yeah, I think that's going to be like a 70-degree seven, kickoff temperature. That's going to be super nice at Providence Park. Yeah, and they'll be nice. in the shade, too. That's the nice thing about those 7 p.m. times behind the hill. Yeah. In pretty good shape for the Thorns and the, uh, the Timbers, too. Um, I was going to say, yeah, I was working in the yard this morning. And I know, Katie, I think you were, too. But um, mm -hmm. And then I was working in the greenhouse. <laughs> It's like, why is it so hot in here? It's like, oh, because I'm in the greenhouse. Man, I and want one of those. It's yeah. nice because everything's, you know, the soil's really warm in there. But, um, uh, yeah, it, so tomorrow's going to be pretty toasty. I was thinking, like, wait a minute. I, I, I've been so focused on the cold and, like, finally it's sunny. I can work outside. I thought, oh, by noon it'll be probably already at close to 80 or upper 70s. So I might, have to, I might have to take a bike ride instead and back off on the gardening. Yeah. Yeah, Katie, how's your garden looking? What are you, what are you up to out there in Westland? Well, you know, so we're um, close to the top, so around 500 feet, and we have our front yard is actually a bit more of the sun during the heat of the day, so I've been trying to kind of watch it the last couple of days to see what sun is hitting what at what times. I really don't actually have much sun in my backyard. That's all day exposure, so I'm using this year as just doing some planters and kind of moving them around and kind of you know taking the temperature pun intended um, of each area of my backyard so i know next year i can you know be a little more educated on where things are um, i'm just going to get a couple of uh, different i didn't seed this year i'm just going to get starts and kind of see how things are going because um, it's it's pretty 
pretty short light in my backyard. I might have to do some planters more in the front, but it was just good to get back there, trim some things back, get the soil, break it up. Things not as saturated as the last yeah. time I was out there, finally starting to loosen up a little and put my strawberry starts in and kind of planting some things out. So the soil temperature to me is, is important. I actually have a thermometer, so I go and test the different temperatures of the different areas and all that kind hardcore. of stuff. Hardcore. She uh, is hardcore. Yeah. yeah. So, so if this is my learning season. I won't have uh, too much fruit to bear this year, but come next year when we're having this talk, let me tell you. <laughs> Sounds like you have a southern-facing front yard and a northern-facing like backyard. It's like a... It's more like a southwest. Okay. But I have a hill behind me because I'm right toward the top. So the back is just, it only gets, it starts getting sun at 11. And then the lower half of the yard is done by two. So you need to put the tomatoes out front and the fruit trees and berries out back. Mark, what do you think? Does that sound good or is that? Sounds good to me. Yeah. You, you know what you need. You need chicken poo because I just I just cleaned <laughs> up the chicken coop today. Where they, uh, they, they every night they if you don't have chickens they roost in the same uh, the same thing. Your spe- you know, like is that your special special sauce? Is that special what that sauce, is? Like just like that fry sauce. <laughs> Um, That's so, pretty gross. Uh, why would sauce. you relate it back to a food item there? <laughs> because they produce some great eggs, which you've all had. Um, yes. So, so yeah, juicy. so I, I buried that chicken poo in the greenhouse down below because then in a few weeks, so then I'll put tomatoes on top of that. So, mm. um, so it'll just uh, rot down there, which in this case is great for the plants. So good stuff. <laughs> I did. You know what else I did yesterday? I uh, stained the deck. Had to do that, touch up all the spots, and it looks good now. It, you know, by, by next spring it'll look bad again, gets like splotchy, and just it's we live in such a wet place, it's hard to keep the deck looking good. Yeah, that's why I need that power washer, Mark. <laughs> Mine has like green mold all over it. Yeah, I'll bring that to it's work. I'll, I'll put it back behind the green screen with the Christmas tree. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Krupke posted a video, I think, on one of his social media pages. So it's like a ritual in the Pacific Northwest. Oh yeah, I spring. saw that. Yeah. Get that power washer out. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. This, just this, this soothing feeling you get when you're, I don't know what it is, but seeing all that moss or whatever is growing. Yeah, uh, clearing out. Yeah. Um, I'm really big into zeroscaping, so I'm not, uh, I don't have a deck to have to worry about. Nice. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, You know, one thing is that uh, when we look at the maps, at least what I've seen farther ahead, what we don't see is a return to the consistently cold, wet stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, in May, the quote, I'm doing air quotes, the, the cold and wet wouldn't be quite as cold anyway. But it, um, it looks more typical. Like you said, we don't see that much rain coming up. We just don't see constant upper-level troughs and cold right. northerly and northwesterly flow. So that tells me we have more typical May weather, which mm-hmm. means eh, partly cloudy days in the 60s, some days in the 70s, some days maybe upper 50s when a big marine push comes. So that's going to be much better for our gardens, I think. We can, we can see all the cool – well, I'm at 1,000 feet, so I'm a little biased towards colder stuff because take, everything takes longer up there. For example, I the forest trees around me, there's not a single leaf on any tree yet still, which is different. It's not the same down here in town, I notice. But my point is that um, like I'm comfortable up there planting all my kind of cold weather stuff, the carrots and the beets and stuff, but I'm going to hold off on the warm weather stuff for another week or two. But it looks looks okay. We're, we're going to be better here over the next few weeks, I think. I typically used to not put my stuff really in the ground when I started from seeds until we got into May, but I hadn't seen yeah. anything uh, you know, that made me nervous to to hold off or maybe i'm just getting anxious and i want to plant that's usually what it is you're right. <laughs> like I w- we always want to jump the gun right plus mm-hmm. the worst that happens is you lose it or they rot when you've had the really mm-hmm. bad springs yeah. yeah 
Um, Mark, you mentioned that you don't see anything real cool in the near future for the foreseeable future. We also are not seeing anything really warm either. We don't see any surprise heat waves coming or kind of a bullseye high pressure system over the West Coast or Pacific Northwest. So um, maybe perhaps kind of meandering through the Goldilocks zone for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I'm looking. I just looked at the Euro ensembles here and there's like the outliers on the warm end. Uh, There's a hint of mm, some some of them are trying for warmth. Maybe a quarter of them are trying for some sort of weak ridging or warmer temps again, maybe. Well, that's not until the 8th, though. So yeah, so the first week of the month is going to be pretty darn normal May weather, it looks like. A mixture of sunny days, partly cloudy days, a shower or two, a few showers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it kind of looks like our upper-level pattern, you know, we have that cutoff low, right, kind of early to middle part of the week, mm-hmm. and then it wants to almost, like, rejoin and create another trough mm-hmm. yeah, end of the week, typical. so maybe we'll cool down. Well, that's a nightmare. Thursday. What did you, <laughs> Katie, what was your saying for upper-level lows? Oh, yeah. My, my saying was cutoff low, weather forecaster, whoa. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Because they are tricky. Yeah, yeah, that's always tricky. But, I mean, at least it's not sitting directly over the top of us. Let's be positive. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Hey, uh, yeah, yeah. we didn't mention this, but I, we, we're going to be very warm tomorrow inland. Parts of the coast are going to be super warm. We're going to have that offshore wind extending out to the northern Oregon and possibly parts of the southern Washington coast. So we could be we could be looking at low to mid-80s, maybe. Yep. Is it is it, you know, realistic to say some spots could be in the upper 80s from that? I think so. Cannon Beach, Seaside, that could happen. One of those places. Maybe as far south as Tillamook. Uh, It's interesting because I have a feeling at Newport and Lincoln City there'll be a wind reversal at some point in the middle of the day, middle of the day or early afternoon, and as soon as that happens, it's over. Yeah. You know, we've had those situations in the past where it's 80 at Newport at noon, and at 3 p.m. it's 58 in the breezy southwest. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty quick change usually. It's so weird. Yeah, I think we're going – I think I put 60s for Lincoln's, like mid to upper 60s for Lincoln City tomorrow. But the north coast in the 80s. Yeah, I think that's good. Yep. It's amazing. That, it's and, and I was going to say, at, at the start of the podcast, Mark, you said there was an old friend or something or a previous employee that said that they didn't care about the wind direction. That's like a yeah. crime saying that at the coast because it's all <laughs> about the wind direction. Well, that was a, she was a producer. She didn't know anything about weather. She was How nice. dare her. Didn't, she didn't know anything about weather. Uh. All right. Well, okay. So, Camilla, you were not with us last week, right? For a for a very important reason. You were yeah. in the Boston Marathon, and I, you know, I was thinking about it. I've heard stories or rumors that you have to qualify to get mm-hmm. the Boston Marathon. It's not just something you could sign up for. Is that is that a fact? Yeah. So they have, um, and you know, they keep adjusting these every few years. They kind of adjust the times, but they have qualifying times, uh, male, female, and then split into age groups. So. How was it? Like, I want to hear about this. You, uh, the, we were quoting you on Good Day Oregon. Somebody had reached out to you, I think, after you finished the, the race. Yeah. And your quote was something along the lines of, I wish it had never ended. And I could <laughs> not – I was not surprised. But it's like every normal person would say, I wish this would be over after, like, week, you know, after mile three maybe or four. But look well, at you. So let's yeah. about it. Let me preface this with most – Actually, every single other marathon I've ran, I've felt that way of, oh, my God, when is this going to end? This hurts so bad. <laughs> but, you know, that's the, it just changes based on what you want out of the race and how hard you want to push. Typically, I want to see how fast I can run, and, and I'm going for PRs, and that's when it hurts. Uh, but a race like Boston, it was just – it was my first time there. 
Uh, I just wanted to soak it all up and really enjoy it and not be thinking about how much pain I'm in and how much I want it to be over. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go for a time. I'm just going to enjoy it, run an easier pace, high five all the kids. And so that's why I was able to have <laughs> that mentality of la la la, this is great, uh, because I wasn't pushing myself to my race pace. Okay, so, so how was the time? Yeah. Do you mean the time I ran? Yeah. Yeah. Compared yeah, to what you wanted to do. It, I mean, it was 3:22. I figured I could run under 3:30 and and still have fun, wow. and, and so it was great. Yeah. What's and that, that pace? Course, like what? It, what? It, what were you averaging per mile? It's like 7:45. Oh miles. my gosh! 26 miles, <laughs> and that's just Cruising. leisure running. <laughs> Is that on a bike, or you're talking about running? That's my bike speed. You know what? It's a hilly course, which means obviously you have to go up. But there's a lot of downhills, so there's a lot of sections of that course where you can kind of just fly. Okay. So two, yeah. Two follow-up questions. Wow. Question number one: What was the most surprising part of the race? And number two: What was the coolest part of the race? Oh my gosh! Um, oh, most surprising. I think the coolest part of the race is, I mean, there are so many different parts along the course where people, like pretty famous cheering sections, and one of those is the Wellesley College, so that's a, it's a women's college that you run past at about the half mark, so 13.1 miles, um, and all, it's just tradition, everybody comes out, they're lining both sides of the street, and it's just, it's called the Wellesley Scream Tunnel. And you can hear it from about a mile away. I'm not kidding. It's like it's like a dull roar, and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And once you're oh. in it, it literally feels like you're in a stadium, and you're like a rock star, and there's oh. all these, like, teenage girls just screaming for you. And the other tradition is they try to kiss the runners. They literally try to get as many kisses from runners. So they're leaning over the fence. They're going, kiss me, kiss me, um, which I passed on, but I got a lot of high fives there. It was really, That's really fun. It sounds like kind of like if you're on, you know, this is kind of a weird analogy, but like you're playing Mario Kart and you get like one of those boosts. You're yeah. kind of like going through like yeah. a momentum <laughs> swing there. Um, totally. That's so exciting. Okay. Yeah. Anything surprising that's about neat. the race? Um, surprising. I it just how many people came out. Like I, I knew that it was well supported and like Boston goes big for its marathon, but there are no dead spots. I and mean, you have people really? cheering for you for every inch of that course and so that surprised me because that's hard to do it's hard to cover 26.2 miles with cheering fans so that was really cool and surprising very cool yeah wow highly recommend it's it's definitely a big bucket list thing was uh, that your was, was that your favorite marathon you've ever run a hundred percent but i've only done one other marathon three times <laughs> so that's pretty oh, lame gosh. <laughs> So I don't have much. I don't I have much to compare it to. I to did be figure there would be a larger sample size, but I apologize. For okay, so my follow-up question is, what's yeah. next? Do you have another one inside? Oh, yeah. Like, what's your plan? Oh yeah. So well, I kind of did this one on the way to my Ironman, like part of my Ironman build. So that's end of June. That's the that's the kind of big A race for this year, uh, Ironman Coeur d'Alene. Um, but yeah, I mean, I want to keep running marathons and now that I've done Boston, I, you know, I kept hearing people say, oh, if you like this one, you got to do London or you got to do New York. Those big ones, those big marathon majors are always so well supported. So now I'm like, oh man, I gotta, I think I gotta do those or like Tokyo, you know, that would be so cool. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I felt great about mowing half my lawn today. You should. That's a good workout. <laughs> I did Pilates this morning. How's that? Nice. Yeah. Pilates is hard. Uh, it's good oh stuff. Boy. 
Well, that's really cool, Camilla. It's fun to, like, you know, follow along. Um, feels like well, we're kind of part of it. So. Yeah, no, it's um, awesome. Uh, honestly, the, the amount of hype that I was getting from people at work, I mean, I was getting texts and pictures, and, oh, we were talking about this at the 5 o'clock show, and it's just really cool. So Did, did you, you have rain? Did you actually have rain during the yes. marathon, too? Yeah. yeah, so it was kind of, like, drizzly, misty, which, you know what? I was like, I've nice. prepared for this for five <laughs> months at this point. Yeah. Um, and then we got dumped on there was one pretty heavy shower that hit us it was like mile 19 for me um and you know again I wasn't taking this very seriously so I just was laughing and you can tell other people's very different reactions to that downpour um but yeah it was definitely wet the whole time wet shoes and socks the whole time very interesting stuff well yeah. thanks Good for stuff. sharing your experience um of course. so a couple of other uh notes here um so this heat wave that well not heat I keep referring it to it as a heat wave Careful, not a heat wave Jeffy. Not a yeah heat you're wave. gonna trigger me Jeff <laughs> but wait wait a minute Jeff I don't I'm gonna interrupt you yeah go only for because it. I actually saw something online today it was on Twitter I think where another weather person around town or, or organization might have been an organization had tweeted um, heat stroke and heat something heat stroke and, and heat uh, whatever related uh, illness heat related illness signs and I'm like. Unless you're sitting in inside a, an enclosed car tomorrow, I don't think you need to worry about heat stroke when it just barely gets to 80 by 1 p.m. Yeah. Um, I think you'll be okay. Yeah, that, that the sunshine. Drama. It's getting stronger, the sunshine and whatnot. It's just not like we're sitting in June. In the right. It's not 95. Sense. It's right. not 100. Yeah. Um, so okay, I'll, to, I'll back off now. Just wanted to note a couple of things. Uh, the, you know, the Big Ridge building is not just impacting the Pacific Northwest. There's heat down south. Uh, there are flood watches around the Sierra Nevada. They're seeing rapid snow melt up there. I, I believe it's 8,000 feet and below is what they're really focusing on. You know about the big snowpack in the Sierra Nevada. Uh, this is the rapid melt that's going on leading to rising rivers and streams. So that's kind of something that we're kind of watching on the side. But another thing locally in our mountains, we have a slightly higher avalanche, well not slightly, there is a higher avalanche danger just because of the rapid rise in temperatures. Um, that's not super unusual. I feel like every year around this time, we do have some avalanche danger in the Cascades in the backcountry. Um, and speaking of the Cascades, this is the final weekend to ski and snowboard at both Ski Bowl and Mount Hood Meadows. Um, they are doing their final weekends. So if you're going to be up there, um, you know, I don't think there's going to be, there will definitely not be any new snow. Saturday is going to be one of those days. Am I correct in saying you could probably ski in like short sleeve shirts? Uh, um, you can. And my sister once worked at Mount Baker in college, and she saw a woman in a bikini once in the spring. The problem is, um, she was also kind of bloody because if you oh, fall if you on fall, that hard yeah, snow, yeah, right, right, yeah, Ouch. yeah, Ouch. Cut you up. yeah, Ouch. Ouch. yeah. I'm not saying to. I'm just saying you, you could theoretically. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. T-shirt for t-shirt would be okay if you just kind of stay on the basic runs and. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to do that sometime. I haven't gotten up there when it's been warm enough to do that. But it's I know nice. the snow quality yeah. is not as great. And you can well, at least it hasn't easy. been raining on it, though, too. you got to think that that's a plus, at least. Yeah, true. Yeah. What is this event that they do at um, Mount Hood Meadows? I've never been there, like, live for it. I saw some replays of it sure. where, where they're, they're skimming over the, the water there. At the, the pond skim. Run. I think most ski areas do that, like, on their final day or close to their final day. It's just a thing where they come down, and uh, you got to try to make it across. They just construct a basic little pond just for it, you know. And, uh, yeah, because I've been at ski bowls. I've been one of the judges at ski bowls before. And you have to, oh, like, like, form, like, how, you know, the different categories are form, uh, costume, 
and or one might be um, how far across the water they make it because the, the goal is to make it all the way to the other side before sinking in that glacial water mm -hmm. very cold so yeah saturday maybe in the 70s at the ski resort 60s yeah, that and could 70s be. and then, and then yeah. about 45 or 50 on sunday right big big drop off with that yeah. that trough movement back in so uh that's that but timberline will be open longer of course that's typical mm -hmm. um yeah. so we are we're quickly approaching the four o'clock news who's doing the four o'clock news today that would be me, and I guess I better get myself together and uh, get in there. i got to make myself pretty. Every year it gets tougher, folks. More, more Don't worry, makeup. Mark. I've been slaving away multitasking back here during this podcast, <laughs> got everything putting ready the numbers to go. in. Oh, yeah. So I can, So basically I can just walk in and you'll say, here you go, Mr. Nelson. You got it. Wait, that's not how it works. <laughs> that no. is not how it works. She goes, good luck. Yeah. So long, sucker, and then she walks out. Hope yeah. you catch my spelling errors. Well, yeah. Katie, have a good rest <laughs> yes. of your day off and tomorrow as well. And Katie yeah. will be back on Good Day Oregon on Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, tune in to, what, the 4, the 5, the 6, the 8, the 9, <laughs> the 10, the 11. There's a lot of news tonight, folks. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I'll be back on Good Day Oregon with Andy tomorrow morning. But we appreciate you joining us for Episode 50 of the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. We're hoping to do this weekly for the foreseeable future. So, uh, stay tuned for another update next week. It'll be a little bit cooler then. Have a good rest of your day, and we'll talk to you soon. Please tell us about